My name is Opro Pilani. For the first time today, I'm sitting in um, as your host uh, with us today, uh, our regular resident, uh, our regular analyst, Opelelani Mbangase, uh, former Mamelody Sundowns defender and Super Sport United. And uh, we also have a surprise for you. Uh, he came out of the sea. And he, can you guess? The one and only. He grew legs and started walking. And he grew legs <laughs> and he started walking. There's a song to that, but yeah. <laughs> the, the only one, the only, the only football player um, that uh, South African fans used to cheer, even the English Premiership, they used to cheer for you. Welcome, Mr. McFish. Sure. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your show, but certainly um, not Mr. Just Mark. Thank you very much. But uh, uh, looking forward to uh, speaking off air. You ask me all these questions. So let's answer them. Let's see where we go with this podcast. Mr. Pangase. But we like controversy, eh? so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Uh, um, and it's very good to see uh, Mr. McFish. I mean, uh, while we were growing up, uh, coming from school, we used to watch him. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very good to rub shoulders with him today. L- 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 let me ask you this question. Um, were you at one stage in your career thought that fans will cheer you like McFish? No, I, uh, to be quite honest with you, no. No, because uh, um, looking at uh, how we played and looking at how I played is two different things because uh, uh, Umar Fish, he was one of those players, even if he is playing as a centre-back, whenever there is a lot of spaces, then he used to overlap inside, not to overlap, underlap inside to try to play those combination play. And definitely whenever there is a corner kick, he used to go there and in terms of height, you can see, then uh, he, he, he always had uh, um, an advantage when it comes to that. And the experience as well for him playing abroad, I mean, it was something else. Thank you very much for those kind words. Sure. <laughs> From a striker to a defender, how did it come about? So, um, yeah, I grew up as a striker for from the age of 16 to 17, touching and um, turning 18. Um, I was playing for Arcadia Shepherds in Pretoria and then... Um, at the time, uh, Roy Matthews was co-coach with uh, Jomo Sono. So this co-coach thing is, is, is old, eh? It's old, but uh, but anyway, Jomo needed the help. But uh, let's not go there. But <laughs> so, and um, but at the age of 15 already, I was playing for Colts, which is under 19 at the time. And I was playing with Roy Matthews' son, uh, Paul Matthews. And uh, he spoke to his dad about me. His dad came and watched. And then eventually Jomo came down and... It's been, I think, the particular so the 18. Um, I found myself signing for for Jomo and what was what is now the Netbank Cup, who used to be the Bob Save uh, Cup. And um, I can't remember who we were playing against, but I know the late uh, Freddie Banda, the used to Malawian um, defender that uh, played for us. Um, he got sent off, and Jomo looked at me and he said to me, "Go play at the back." And it was the semi final, and I think I played the last uh, 50 minutes at the back, and then the but. Big first statement was uh, the Bob Save final. I had to play Bob Save final at FMB and um, had to mark uh, Albert Voilier, which was a difficult task. But that was that was when it uh, certainly changed from uh, a striker to defender. You were known as a defender that was um, um, that that could easily progress with the ball from defense to midfield. Mm-hmm. Were those things coached, or it was just an instinct? I think um, I think instinct. I think you know it's um, having grown up at the as I said, from the age of 16 to so 10, 11 years, however long, you know, playing as a striker, um, you know, I learned a lot as a striker 
and um, I was fortunate to take that into, um, you know, when I became a defender, trying to wanting to score goals. Uh, obviously, not not always was the, the the coaches were happy with me. They wanted me to stay at the back and defend, but it, it, it came natural. I must say, it came very natural. Besides playing in the local in the in the local game, um, you played in Italy. You played in England. Where did Mark Fish enjoy his best football? So um, I actually just want to touch it. So Joma made me a defender, but then '94 when uh, um, uh, Nelson Mandela, late Madiba, um, got inaugurated. He had I was playing obviously at Pirates at the time, and because our team was doing so well. Um, he needed to find a position for me in the in the national team in inauguration game. Mm. Uh, at the time, it was uh, Steve Compella and Lucas were the defenders. Mm. Neil Tovey was in midfield, and I actually played in midfield that game, inauguration game against uh, Zambia, which is actually was my favorite position. Mm. Um, I enjoyed playing midfield, but um, uh, again, I would say that each club I had different experiences, but I'd probably say you know um, for me that. Probably at Pirates. The reason being because we we had a good team. We you know what we did in '94, winning the league, and '95, you know, winning the African Champions League. I think that um, you know many people ask me, you know, is it is it winning the African Nations Cup the biggest thing for me? <coughs> I, for me, I, it's still the, the African Champions League with Pirates. The reason being. Um, All the medallas in the room. There's not many. I think there's medalla one. <laughs> But no, no. no um, You know, it was a double-legged final. So we drew 2-2 at home and not many people gave us a chance to go to Ivory Coast and get the result. And mm. uh, as you know, this um, is history. Legs of Thunder scored a goal and uh, 1-0 silenced 60,000 fans. So I think for me, that was always um, something that no one expected us to do. And we went out and achieved it. And one of the most memorable, memorable matches for me was when we were playing Zaye away. Mm. Um, Dr. Kumalo doing his tricks, but um, there was something interesting. Mark Fish was blue-eyed, both mm. eyes. Mm. Do you remember that game? I do. Uh, many people <laughs> remember that game. Um, I actually ended up not finishing the game. I think at halftime I got taken off and my teammates at Pirates, Gavin Lane, came on. But um, I do remember the game because of the skies, yeah, and it got opened a few times you know, uh, throughout my career. But I certainly do remember it. And uh, many experiences we, we had to experience, um, you know, For me, as as a Cosmos player, as a Pirates player, um, and then again as a national team for for the the generation now, you know that's playing in Africa, we had to go through it. And yes, it's still difficult. Obviously, things have become a little bit easier, but it's a process that needed to happen for us to learn what happens on the continent, for us to become stronger and more um, I don't know um, more steel worthy going into Africa because it is it is different and it is difficult as. You, hmm. Well, uh, coming back to the to, to the local game, uh, Pelelani, uh, we watched the MTN eight um, semifinals first legs um, over the weekend, over the past weekend, and uh, yesterday there were um, couple of league, league games that were that were playing. Um, looking at the results yesterday, um, is there a match that surprised you or a result that shocked you? Hey, um, to be quite honest, uh, I expected uh, Chiefs to win the game. Obviously, the coach is under pressure. Mm. Obviously, you know, whenever you coach a very big team, you you, you know what is uh, what could happen because uh, if you're not getting results, obviously, you will tend to be sacked. But uh, the shocking result for me, to be quite honest with you, it was for uh, Skukune. Mm, to win, yeah, 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 and to be quite honest with you, they they beat Pirate convincingly. Mm. And uh, if you look at 
of worry the save that he made uh, he made a lot of saves mm. and uh, they went all out and uh, with the other players like oh, Om Dambo they they had to go there and excel because uh, he's a former Orlando Pirate uh, player and I, I i i do believe that uh, uh, the the skukune defensively they did very well mm-hmm. because uh, pirate they never got too many clear cut chances mm-hmm. and uh, it, it simply means uh, the defensive organization or the um, uh, sectoral and intersectoral line of the skukune uh, they are doing very well in terms of it mark were you shocked with that paris results no no i, I I agree totally. I think that, uh, but also it's, it's nice to see uh, Sukukuni turn around as well. They, mm. you know, beginning of the season, they were under pressure. They've had a couple of good results of late. Yeah, I think, um, you know, having l- woken up this morning, looked at the results, um, Pirates is obviously, it's a, so I think it's a disappointing result, even though no matter how well Sukukuni played, mm. having done so well against Sundowns, mm. you know, everyone expects, we all expect Sundowns to go win everything, mm. you know, mm. um, and dominate the league and probably most of the Cups as well. Mm. So having done so well on the weekend, that'll be disappointing for them. Um, again, and then you look at the other results, you know, I'm a Zulu as well. Uh, mm. But mm. it's not a surprise because you see how Rich's play is Rich's exactly. Bay is playing. Mm. They've come into the, the, the DSTV Premiership on fire. But it's nice to see because I think it's a club that they know where they want to go. Mm. They know how to do it. Mm. Um, you know, they should have been promoted two seasons ago and they didn't mm. for whatever reason. So they, they're moving in the right direction. But again, for Amazulu, will be disappointing. You know, having had such a good result away from home against Kaiser Chiefs, mm. um, to come home and lose at home, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, the cup games, as we know, it's... Uh, It's a, it's a one-off game and it's, you want to win it, but uh, the league is your bread and butter. So at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, it's a disappointing result for them, I think, as well. I, I want you to, to, to think about this one because I want to come back to you now. I want you to tell me if you are convinced about the Pirates coach so far or not, but think about it. I'll come back to you just now. Pelelani, Brendan Trotter is under pressure. Yeah. What's happening? Obviously, is uh, uh, under pressure, and uh, you look at uh, the game where um, you took out Uchoch uh, Umalulega. I can't remember the other player, and they ended up conceding. I think it was against uh, Chiefs, if and, I'm not mistaken, and Bukanan, yes, mm. and uh, he ended up conceding the goal, mm. and uh, it simply means. If you have those experienced players and uh, those players who know how to manage the game, because mm. the game is being managed in position and out of position, mm. so um, they've got that experience uh, to try and close those passages so that uh, the players don't play those penetrative passes. And uh, whenever they are in position, they know how to control the game, whether they go with the transition or they just keep the ball around to circulate the ball. Mm. So uh, when it comes to that, I think he got it wrong mm. on the day. But uh, obviously, um, I think that uh, he has done very well for Amazul. And to be where they are in terms of uh, the MTN8, mm. uh, he, he has done very well. But uh, the pressure will always be there for him. If, if President Zungu were to fire Brendan Truta today, will that be a disappointing decision? For me, yes. It will be a disappointing for now. I think that uh, at least maybe um, I let him just finish what uh, he has started, especially the MTN8, mm-hmm. and see where, uh, I mean, if 
because there's a possibility of him going to the final mm-hmm. uh, of MTN8 mm-hmm. because uh, if they draw with a 0-0 obviously they will edge to the final mm-hmm. so um i think that you can try and turn things around in terms of uh, going to the final of MTN8 but just remember in the last five games amazulu have not won a single match but coming back <laughs> to you mark are you convinced very dramatic that eh <laughs> <laughs> are you convinced with the paris coach so um no i think that um, you know you do you, i've watched one or two games and you speak to the the, the the fans in the street and you know again everyone it's and it's again unfortunately it's the same discussion that you are probably we will probably have for the last six, seven years with pirates you know pirates they play good football at mm. times they can play entertaining mm. football they can you know they they can look like the best team in the country mm. but they don't score goals mm. so again um am i convinced they started off well uh, you know it's always easy for a new coach to come in and, and get um a team going uh, a league uh, a season is a as a long time mm. we um no land of pirates they um like uh, like they like looking at different coaches mm. for different reasons mm-hmm. um I unfortunately had many years ago I had I had a discussion with an individual at Orlando Pirates mm. and um they said to me that they bring players together and the coach must adapt to the players. Mm. They said they're not like Man United. Mm. They're not like you get a coach like Sir Alex Ferguson and mm. allow him to build the team. Mm. Now if that is your way of looking at them you are always going to struggle. The coach is going to struggle mm. because mm-hmm. the striker is not got the save for the players which mm. plays he wants which plays he needs mm. you get a group of players you can coach them for a period of time then you you as a coach will see okay, but these players aren't good enough mm. we don't need them yet mm. so pirates is an interesting conversation because at the end of the days am i convinced i think at the moment the coach is doing as best he can with the players that he has mm. um but only time will tell i think that again i think you touched earlier about if we talk about Chiefs and Pirates the same amount of games are one where they are mm. you know Chiefs are doing something unique i mm. think mm. they've mm. allowed Arthur Zwani a player mm. that's played there he knows the ins and outs of Kaiser Chiefs he knows what it takes we have Chiefs fans that are one of the most if not the most demanding fans mm. expect, expecting fans and yes they're going to have their moments i get rid of Arthur get Arthur but if they stick to a plan mm. unfortunately us as South African fans we want success now mm. have a plan let it be a process and let's see where it takes from so at the moment I think he's doing the best he possibly can whether he will last is a different story mm. again we pirates we all know their biggest problem is they need to score goals they need to get someone that's going to get 15 20 goals a season um pusher pelelani mark just touched on coach atazwani mm. do you feel that he has turned the corner I believe uh, he's doing quite well at the moment. Mm. Looking at uh, how the Chiefs played especially yesterday, uh, don't undermine the um, uh, the opponent. Mm. But uh, you look at the tactical understanding between the players because I still remember Ulo Kaleb. Kaleb if you look at his uh, height you you still remember the likes of Lungsandlela Mameni Yang those type of players who always around the box but uh, I was so surprised yesterday to see him that is is very mobile he moves 
and uh, obviously whenever he moves uh, he creates the spaces for the other players and uh, uh, the tactical understanding it was when Caleb drops uh to priest stay high up and uh stay high up because now you drop him because you wanted the space behind and Usakhote will always exploit that space and Utupri uh, will always exploit that space. I still remember there was a ball that he received, then he passed uh, to Sakhota. Sakhota, he played across, then it was unfortunate for him, he didn't score. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I think that uh, Watazwan is, is doing a good job at the moment and looking at Abun uh, Jabulo Plom as number six is doing very very well and uh, I don't think that he was shining at right back but there defensively I believe he has done very well I want us to move to the weekend fixtures obviously um, Sundowns Cape Town City Marumo Galans and the Real AM are playing um, CAF competitions CAF Confederations Cup and CAF Champions League respectively uh, we have Super Sports United versus Sekukune United um, Gavin Hunt doing very well um, currently who do you think is taking this one and why so, again, uh, two teams had a fantastic result, um, the, their last games. <coughs> a tough one. I think that, um, again, you touch on it, I think Gavin has turned things around. It was a sticky start, but we know Gavin, and I actually watched him, the Amazulu game down here that they lost. And But Gavin, <laughs> Gavin must just calm down a little bit. So he's going to have a heart attack. He's too busy next to the field. He's too... <laughs> Joe is very pedantic, and I, when I sit and watch, and I know Gavin, I think like, Gavin just breathes my face. Let them do their thing. So let the players do. So um, I watched that, and then you know that was a disappointing result for them. But slowly, you've seen, you know, Gavin's got a way of playing. He knows what he wants from his players, and uh, sometimes it takes, um, you know, the, for the players, you know, new coach coming in, Gavin's coming, um, he's not coming with, I don't, not a big budget. You know, he's, he mm. has to change things at, at Supersport, mm. and this is the way they're going. Mm. Um, so he needs to get the best out of the young players. And I think that, again, he's a fantastic result uh, in the last couple of results. Mm. So Kukunia, as you just said, now they had a fantastic result. I'm listening to the way they're playing. Mm. I watched them a couple of weeks, was a couple of weeks ago when they were playing um, Cape City. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be entertaining. I'm not going to say which game, which way it's going to go. I just think that both teams have turned the corner, and it's good to see both teams have turned the corner because uh, Gavin's a mate of mine, and uh, people ask who do I support. Yeah, I'm not Pirates. I watched, uh, I watched Tinkler coach. I watched my, my mates that I used to play with coach, and I always want them to do well. So um, it'll be interesting, an interesting fixture, but um, I'm sure that it'll be. Either entertaining, either lots of goals, or either no goals, no no draw. Should we go no no draw? Hey, the Panthers are not going to like that one. A nil-nil draw. Pelelani, <laughs> TX Galaxy versus Swallows. Who's taking it and why? I'll say TS Galaxy. Why? Uh, hey, Swallows. They are, they are not doing so well. They are doing very bad, to be quite honest with you. And uh, you, you, you see, um, Unyadama is still uh, wet behind his ears. Mm because uh, he's still a new coach mm. and uh, obviously he'll make a lot of errors because sometimes he'll tend to do things uh, emotionally because he's still fresh from being a player. Mm. But you need coaches who are more calm, coaches who've been there, coaches mm. uh, who know how it is to be there. But mm. uh, I really don't I really don't see uh, Maruka Swallows winning this one. TS Galax definitely will win it. Paris versus Richards Bay. Don't be biased. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I, I've watched Richards Bay, and I, I, you know, obviously, as I said, Pirates of the Weekend, and now they lost. Um, uh, they lost league games. Richards Bay is on fire. Richards mm. Bay know what they're doing. They, they <clears throat> they've gone up there before and got a result. So I think Pirates, it's going to be a tough game for them. You know, you have got a, a team that is, you know, willing to run a lot of a lot of energy. Um, again, the coach that's got his players to understand what he wants from them. Mm. And at the moment, they they know what they're doing. And Pirates will want to bounce back. They'll need to bounce back. So. I'd say I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to, hey, I'm a Durbanite. I've been living here for you. I'm going to go rich as bait. <laughs> and it does be, ah. Uh, Is this not, are you going to tell everyone? Once <laughs> a pirate, but it's rich as bait. <laughs> Mark is going with the uh, Richards Bay um, against Pirates. It's going to be interesting because Richards Bay are two points behind Sundowns at the mm. top. Mm-hmm. So they might get an opportunity to go top of the lock again. And um, um, they're an interesting team. And um, it's going to be interesting to see them again um, challenging Orlando Pirates. I think this is. This is going to be one of their biggest tests so far. I know that they've played um, a big team in Chiefs, but uh, playing Pirates, a team that is also uh, trying to find their feet in the league, I think is going to be interesting. Pedilani, our last fixture, uh, Stelis are hosting Casa Chiefs again. We remember in the MTN 8, they played to a draw, and uh, Chiefs won on penalties, and the fans invaded the pitch, celebrating that victory. Um, how do you think this one is going to go out? Not an easy game for Chiefs, mm. obviously, but uh, what I can, uh, I'm happy with the Steelers because uh, they've introduced a lot of young players and uh, the young players that are doing very well and uh, with uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, with um, Ox in the middle of the park, he's doing very well, he's guiding the, the youngsters. Getting uh, his Bafana Bafana debut uh, at 27. Exactly, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, I think Chiefs, they will go all out. They would love to have uh, maximum points, as difficult as it might be, but I think Chiefs will win this one. A few Stelis players are out there uh, with the national under 23 and under 20 uh, teams, so it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, fight against Kata Chiefs. Otherwise, before we close, I want to ask you this one. Mm. You've been at Bafana Bafana Technical Team, mm. and uh, as much as um, I was not clear what was your role in the in the national team, maybe you can clear it for us. But while you are still clearing that part for us, where are the white kids? Where are the white boys in the PSL? So <clears throat> I was uh, um, asked by Stuart to be as a going to say a scout for him. So we used to go watch the opposition that we were going to play. So in our group, we we're going to have Ivory Coast, uh, Morocco and uh, Namibia. So I went to watch Ivory Coast, who was our first game. I went to watch them play in a friendly against Ghana and report to them. And then I went to watch uh, Morocco play somewhere and I had to report on, um, you know, the, the formation and how they played. So, mm. but also, and, and then the, it was that from a, from a technical, if you want to call it, um, mm. point where, and also just to be around the players, to chat to them, you know, about being an AFCON and, you know, what it is. And, um, and then sometimes it's, I think it's, you get players that you can talk to, then you get players that, um, unfortunately think they know everything. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a different world out there. Um, the, the players, the Bafana Bafana that's around now, um, I look at professional players, you know, it's a, certainly a different environment. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, it's still football and, um, you know, it's how you treat each other. It's so important. And, um, I think that's for me is the biggest challenge when you come to a Bafana Bafana camp now is that you think, okay, I'm from Sundowns, I'm from Pirates, I'm from Chiefs. 
my friend, you're playing for your national team. It doesn't mm. matter where you're from. And I think that's the struggle. Yes, the players have the passion. They have the commitment. But understand, when you're playing for your country, mm. you're not playing representing Sundowns, mm. Chiefs, Pirates, or Amazulia, whichever team mm. um, you represent in your country. Mm. Where the white players are gone, I think um, it's, it is a difficult one. We, we all talk. We can talk school sports. I think that if you look at parents and uh, you've got good footballing kids and they can play the three sports. We have three big sports in Africa. We have rugby, we have cricket as well. We look how the sports is run. Um, you as a parent probably look, okay, well, rather go rugby, you know, no matter how you're telling. I think if you look at a lot of uh, fly-offs um, over the years, they were good footballers, but the parents have pushed them in another direction. I think that is um, the way federations are run is key. But uh, again, I just think that uh, it's a lot, um, I don't know, the, this... The colour thing for me is, uh, and I don't know why we bring it up, but it is, it's obviously relevant. That's why you've asked the question. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're good enough, no matter your colour, you'll rise to the top anyway. So um, are there good white players out there is your question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there is. And are there the right opportunities? But then are there right opportunities for the white coloured Indian black boy or girls, whichever way we look at it. So mm-hmm. it's the opportunities that are out there. We, and then we'll say, oh, there's a tournament there, there's a tournament there. You know, um, yeah, but a tournament, you know, do we go into the rural areas and actually go look at the tournament and look at the players and find them? Okay, I'm not saying you're going to find a white kid there, but it's mm-hmm. a black kid or Indian colored. Mm-hmm. And then do we go into the the private schools? Do we go look there or do we think that they are too um, privileged to actually go look and there's actually really good white kids playing football at a at a private school? So it's how we how we throw that net out and how we look at it and how we actually give the, no matter the color, the kid the opportunity to showcase his talent. You speak like a true scout. Mark Anthony Fish, thank you very much for joining us today. Pilelani <laughs> JJ Mpangase, as always, thank you for joining us today on the Hollywood Bet Hit the Target podcast. Gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.